generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. So Psalm 78, please let's read together from verse 4 to verse 9. And then I'll read some other verses after that. Can we read together? Psalm 78 from verse 4 to verse 9. 3 to 1 we read. We will not hide them from their children. Tell unto the generation to come the praises of the Lord and his strength and his wonderful works that he has done. For he established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers that they should make known to their children that the generation to come might know them, the children who will be born, that they may arise and declare them to their children, that they may set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments and may not be like their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation that did not set its heart aright and whose spirit was not faithful to God. The children of Ephraim, being armed and carrying bows, turn back in the day of battle. Somebody say amen. amen. Did you notice how many times it talked about generation or children? Like how many times? We could count. Children and generation. Like how many times? In those five or six verses. About eight seven to eight times children and generations God is not just concerned about your well-being and your welfare he's concerned about the lives that will be touched through your life he's not just concerned about giving you bread and fish he's concerned about plugging you into the system that produces the grain from which millions can make their own bread he's concerned about the proliferation of increase of blessing of prosperity not just as a one man or one person affair but as a legacy that you live by can i just prophesy to somebody that your great-grandchildren will look at your picture and say thank god for great-granddad you're gonna leave a legacy of faith for many of you the family struggles you've experienced will end with you that amen needs a massage. In fact, for all who believe, God is concerned about generations, about children. And so even when it does this wonderful works and it does this miracles, he's saying, tell it to them. He's not saying replicate the miracles. He's saying you need to understand certain things that are better than the miracles that you can hand over. You cannot necessarily hand over a miracle. Come on, somebody. You can't give somebody the healing you got for your own headache. You can't do that. <laughs> but a saying, I'm looking beyond the miracle. The reason I put the miracle in place, the reason I put the miracle uh, in motion is because I want to teach. I want them to know. Another thing I want us to observe is how many times it says know, that they might know me, that they might know the works of God, they might know the power of God. So he's placing something else there. He's talking about knowledge. 
Now, for good measure, somebody's going to go, oh, well, but miracles are very important. Definitely, they're very important. But don't forget verse 11. He says, they forgot his works and his wonders that he had shown them. Marvelous things he did in the sight of their fathers in the land of Egypt and in the field of Zoan. So as great as miracles are, the human mind can still forget what God did before. How do you forget God parting the Red Sea? Come on, people. As in like the Red Sea literally parted. The Bible says they forgot. Have you ever encountered this before? There were people who were desperate in your life. They came crying tears of blood and asking for a loan. Soft loan. <laughs> that they had landing. They were begging and crying, please, in two weeks, I'll return this. Two weeks came and passed. They acted as if it didn't exist. They saw you a week later and greeted you normally. Who knows what I'm talking about? You were in awe. In awe of you, we worship. You were in awe. A month later, they posted pictures of Flanger on Instagram. Small girl, big God. Sipping pina colada in Cancun. He <laughs> said, then you'll be asking, has the guy paid? And I didn't remember. People can be so desperate when they are in need, but the moment they find some relief, they forget all about it. It's a human thing. Similarly, you are desperate straits in your life and say, God, if you sort out this issue, only you I will serve. Only you I will serve. I have no other God that You made the promise and you meant it. But the moment the pressure was lifted, the admission was granted, the moment you had some relief, began to be body. And like who said, being everything babel. Being everything babel instead of being You get what I'm saying? They forgot. So people can forget miracles. Have you also noticed that people can become miracle junkies? They are always looking for the next miracle hub, miracle spot, miracle cartel, miracle table, miracle avenue, miracle. <laughs> and there is something about the African mind that likes sharp, sharp. Jehovah sharp, sharp. Live in sharp corner, sharp friction, have sharp mouth. The only thing many Africans still need to develop is sharp minds. What does the Bible say? It says that when the axe head is dull, then much strength is? That means that if the mind is dull, people will be doing the same thing, but they will have no impact. And there's no better way to sharpen your mind than to sharpen your mind with the sharpest mind, whose word is sharper than any sharp knife. For the word of God, that's my congregant. <laughs> For the, 
For the word of God is living and active. How is it? Sharper than any double-edged sword. The problem with many believers is that they are quick to run after sharp miracles, but they are not quick to rub their minds with the sharpness of God's word. And so the issue gets resolved, but the mind is still the same. But the issues of your life will recalibrate itself to match the level of your thinking. So if I give you a sharp miracle by living with a dull mind, your dull mind will lose the miracle. But some preachers like it because they like you depending on them. So people will forget that. They'll forget that. So what are some of the differences between, you know, well, let me, let me still, for good measure, let's look at a few more scriptures in the New Testament. I'll give you differences between miracles and how God wants us to live. Now, again, don't forget, miracles are not bad, but they have a place. Somebody say miracles have their place. First Corinthians chapter 12. First Corinthians chapter 12 and from verse 27 to 31. First Corinthians 12. 27 to 31. Here's what it says. Now you are the body of Christ. Who's he speaking to? He's not speaking to one person. He's speaking to the church. Okay? So uh, there's a wave of people who say, I don't need anybody. I can worship God by myself. You're getting it wrong. Even God takes counsel in community. He said, let us. So there's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. I know the arguments about the Trinity and all of that. I don't want to go into the theological um, part or depths of that today. That's, that's not my focus. But God says, let us, let us take counsel. So the individualistic tendency and temptation to stand by yourself is an invitation to calamity. Because Solomon says in Ecclesiastes, woe to the man who stands alone. He said because when he falls, he has nobody to lift him up. You getting that? Nobody. And it's interesting how the devil allows you fall. You know how the devil allows you fall? He allows you to become so big in your own mind. And the bigger you are, the tougher it is for you to lift yourself by yourself. Come on, people. You know when a cat falls, a cat doesn't even land on its back. It's so agile. It flips. Boom. Right? <laughs> ben 10 minutes from there. You know, a dog, a dog falls. It can... And the elephant has fallen, boom, with a thought. So the devil has a way of either inflating your ego, injecting some self-sufficiency in your mind so that when you fall, people will not even notice because you were not in a place where people could notice. But when you fall in community, at least one person is going to say, at this look on this person's face. I know his name is Luke Man, but Luke Man, uh, it's not, not quite looking like the man. You're not the girl I used to know. Yeah. Right? So first, it says, now are you. Look at uh, somebody say, now are we the body of Christ. Now are you the body of Christ? And he now said, members how? Individually. And God 
has appointed in the church, in the body. Somebody say there's a divine appointment. Certain things are appointed to your destiny. God appointed them. God relocated me from London for your destiny. My wife had just tried to start settling in London. I said, ah, the Lord is speaking. It's like this Lord that is always speaking to. <laughs> we did a calculation. I've moved 10 times, 10 times. I've moved houses 10 times in 10 years. Because God will inconvenience you to push somebody else into their destiny. Oh, some of you didn't get that. Some of you don't want that. Why does the pot get black? Is it not so that the rice can get done? There are people that are pots in your life. They are taking the heat for you to be refined. Oh, my, mama. Some of y'all miss that. We should just share the grace. No. <laughs> iron. Do you think the iron likes that black patch on it? Is it not the dirt that is burning off? Sometimes married women complain that their wives have become too busy for them. When you were busy impregnating her, <laughs> you didn't think that the babies would become more... Rich. You know, when, when we had come in, I just said to myself, this woman has forsaken me. <laughs> in my mind, I'm like, she doesn't have my time. I didn't know about <laughs> that's the way I feel. I just uh, see Carmine will cry like this. She will run. Me, yeah, I will say two or three things. But when I was doing that thing, I didn't know. About <laughs> as Kenneth has been saying, triple hack, 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 hack. <laughs> but that, that's what happens sometimes. So God appoints. Somebody say appoints. The reason God insists on you giving certain amounts of money, you personally, because says your members generally, and then individuals. What does that mean? That means that there are things that are for generic application. There are certain things that are specific instruction. So your individuality does not mean you, should, you don't need the body. And the body does not mean every one of us looks exactly alike. So there are certain things that God insists that you do because those instructions are critical to somebody else's destiny. So he says, what has he appointed? Let's look at that together. What has he appointed? And God has appointed these in the church. First, what's that? Somebody say apostles. Second, what, what do you have there? Prophets. Can, can you see the screen? Jemma, you might need to move a little bit because you're blocking my special guest of honor the Sunday morning. First, apostle. Second, what? Talk to me, guys. Third, after that, after that, after that, that means. If you are pursuing miracles more than wisdom, you have gotten it wrong. Because in God's scale, teaching is superior to miracles. 
What's teaching? A teacher in the Greek is called didaskalo. Someone said didaskalo. It means the one who breaks it down, who explains, who shines the light, who expounds. It's like the blossoming of the petals of a flower, the unfolding of mysteries in simple terms, in digestible models, in easy to apply form. God is saying that that is superior to miracles. In fact, he now says it's superior to what? Gifts of Yet in Africa, if you have a video of wisdom and you have a video of miracles, which one will go viral? Do you now see why people will fake miracles for popularity? So you can fake miracles, but you can't fake divine wisdom. Because wisdom is justified of her children. By their fruits you shall know them, not by their flowers. So if God is teaching you, you are fine. Even if the miraculous has not fully manifested in that situation. By the way, a part of effective teaching is how to unlock miracles. So you can be well taught without experiencing miracles, but you can have a lot of miracles and still be foolish. After that, what do you have? Helps. What else do you have? And what else do you not have? Now, which ones do we focus on in the church? The general church, more often than not. Which one? Miracles. What else? Administrations. How we organize everything. Smoke machine, light, color, this one. Da, da, da. But you can have smoke machine. We had one, I shout aloud, so I'm not speaking against it. But you can have smoke machine in a gathering and the glory of God will not be there. The smoke machine is not the glory cloud. There was glory cloud. You can have powerful sound system, but how powerful is God's sound in your system? We focus on that. We also focus in tongues. Do you know what Paul said? Paul said, I speak in tongues more than all of you. He says, I pray that you pray in tongues and then you interpret or prophesy as an interpreter of tongues. Why? He's saying that when you speak in one tongue, or rather, he said, I'd rather speak in uh, a normal plain language than speak a thousand tongues. What he's saying is, plain language in one sentence can transform the mind faster than a thousand tongues that the mind does not understand. So a thousand tongues can edify your spirit, but when you want to build systems in the earth, when you want to construct buildings, and you have the brickilla, you won't say lekula kuka. You get, you, get, you get that? So a lot of believers have pent up power in the spirit, but no productivity in the earth. Because you are walking mysteries. WM. Walking mysteries. People have become so caught up in that. They say, Good morning, sir. Lumfa Suntas. Hupa Lumpa. Chocolate fudge. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? See, 
some of you who are not laughing, you just need to relax, okay? <laughs> some of you, some of you, are, you are being so... What's the, what's the pressure about? What's the, what's the tension? It, oh, it, it's moved from, you know, there's pressure, then there's pressure, then prayer. Now come on, just breathe. Breathe again. Tyler is going to see you this morning. See Tyler. Remember Tyler? So, he now says, varieties of tongues. One day we're going to teach on tongues because I know the sample have issues about tongues and all of that. Now, there are different kinds of tongues and there are two major administrations of tongues, if you will. So, there are vertical, there's a vertical administration of tongues, tongues that are essentially speaking mysteries unto God. And they're generally for personal edification. So, when we gather, you can say like, the Bible says, don't pray in tongues in public. You're not getting it in context. The context for that is that when you come to a public gathering and everybody's praying in tongues, edifying themselves, the whole body is not being edified. But the individuals are being edified and because everybody's doing no more, more people than not, thank you very much, are doing it. Um, just to clarify what it's doing, it's not imparting new oil. It's just it's something dangling there. Like, ah, that's his power, jet fuel. <laughs> anyway, so, so uh, each person is praying in tongues, and so there's personal edification. However, if in the man, you notice that I do this sometimes, if I'm in a zone and I begin to pray in the Holy Ghost, next time I'm going to say the Spirit of the Lord is saying, or God is declaring this, that's the interpretation. So as I'm teaching now, if there's a Holy Ghost breakout, and somebody begins to uh, speak in a known tongue, God said, keep the person quiet, except somebody else has the interpretation, or the person has. Now sometimes we have to give the person about 30 seconds or one minute, because they might have the interpretation. And the Bible says, quench not the spirit. Are you getting that? Now, so all those, the Twitter theologians said tongues are outdated. Read your Bible. In the same place where he said that miracles are there and teaching is there, he said there are varieties of tongues. And some of them are brilliant teachers, but they are narrow in their teaching because they are exclusive. In the same line where he speaks about teaching, he speaks about tongues and varieties of it. And then there is the tongues for the gift of tongues. So there's tongues as prayer language which every believer has access to. But there is also the gift of tongues. Just the same way every believer has access to faith, but not everybody has the gift of faith. Oh, come on, people. So not every believer has the gift of tongues. Now, what's the gift of tongues? The gift of tongues is that this person is able to encode uh, instructions for others or for the body. That's the gift. That's why it's a gift because you give it away. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. You, you get it? Yes, sir. That's different from tongues as prayer language. Yes. Yeah. Romans 8 is not exclusive. We know not as, as how we ought to pray as we ought, but the Spirit of God makes intercession for us, all of us. With groanings, the words cannot express tongues, and their tongues, actually, tongues even in the Old Testament. I hope you know that. With stammering lips, shall he speak to his people? A people with a string tongue. All right? So, <laughs> are all, so it now says, are all apostles? Answer, are all apostles? No. These days, most are. They're even superior. <laughs> are all prophets? No. By the way, the fact that God uses you to prophesy doesn't make you a prophet. 
the spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So every believer can access the spirit of prophecy, but not necessarily all have the gift of prophecy. And even having the gift of prophecy does not call you to the office. Because it says the gifts and callings of God. So don't mistake your gifts for your assignment. Are all apostles? Tell me. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Oh, come on. Talk to me, guys. Are all teachers? These days, everybody's a teacher. Raboni. Are all workers of miracles? So, check out the order. What's the apostolic? The apostolic is a sent. The apostle is a sent one. The Greek is apostolos. By the way, let me mention this. These offices that we see in the New Testament, they were really not even religious titles. They were never even titles. They were offices. Now, these offices were not even religious Offices. They were governmental offices. So an apostle is an ambassador or an emissary or somebody on special assignment. Like when there was xenophobia and the president says, we're sending a delegation to South Africa to represent our interests. The apostolos is the divine delegate to a space. Or a generation. Or a season to break open certain things. Paul says that Christ built the church laying on the foundation of apostles and prophets. So apostles and prophets do foundational work. They are oftentimes controversial. Because they are breaking ground. People are like, why are you breaking ground? Just lay the brick. So no, I'm breaking ground. And oftentimes they, they either have very strong personalities or strong concentration of gifts. Or a combination of both. Because they need strong head to break through certain things. Yeah? And then pastors and teachers, so the apostle is a certain one. The prophet speaks the direction of that assignment. By the way, in this house, there are people with apostolic graces. There are people with prophetic graces. There are people with pastoral and teaching graces inside this house. And God is going to set you in your place. In your place. So the pastor now takes care of the flock, feeds the flock, instructs the flock, counsels, advises, marries the flock. He doesn't get married to them. He joins them in holy <laughs> Matt Timony. Right? He does that. Then the teacher. A, a good pastor needs to be able to teach. The Bible says he must be apt to teach. But there are different levels of graces in teaching and they get better over time. Right? So he must be able to teach. Now, what does it mean to teach? To explain so people can understand it. So why do we have all of this? The Bible says, Behold how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the oil upon the head of 
it run running down his beards and flowing all the way down to the skirts of his garments. It is like the dew of Hermon upon the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord commands the blessing. What's the blessing? Life forevermore. How does that happen? By the structure of the body of Christ. Uh, the psalmist was writing through the ironic structure, but there is a kingdom structure which is Christ being the head. So replace the head of Aaron with the head of Christ. Replace the beard of Aaron with the fivefold ministry. The beard talks about maturity. Children don't have beards. So it's the eldership of the church, the governing body structure of the church. Because when the oil goes upon the head, where does it get concentrated on next? The beard. And then the beard streamlines that till it touches the skirt. That's why you pray for your leaders. Yeah. That the oil on their head should be very plenty. Yeah. Because if you happen to be around the skirt, you need plenty oil. <laughs> and when there is no oil, there is tension in your life. There's friction in your life. It does not mean the head is not anointed. It does not mean the beard is not there. It could mean that you are not connected. Because if the oil is flowing here and you're doing like, like, you see that now. The oil is there, but you're not, you're not connected. So you got to look at somebody and say, be connected. All right. So what are some of the differences between how God was? So the blessing talks about the structure of God is distilled structure-wise. I'll tell you why. Genesis 1, it says, he blessed them, right? Did he just bless them and left them? What was the structure? He blessed them and said, be fruitful that's the proliferation of the blessing the structural manifestation of the blessing the first thing is fruitfulness how does the believer bear fruit for you to bear fruit what do you need seed what is the seed the word of god how is the word dispensed teaching so teaching is an essential component of the blessing flow <laughs> Says those people, their hearts are wax gross. Eyes, having eyes, they cannot see. Having ears, they cannot hear. So they have the form, but they don't have the power. Look at somebody say, not me, not me, not me, not me. So we're talking about be, living in the blessings better than miracles. Three major reasons why living in the blessings better than miracles. Number one, blessings prevent crisis. Miracles can deliver from crisis, but the blessing will prevent crisis. Number two, the blessing is always a more abundant supply than the miracle. Always a more abundant supply. It says, for there the Lord commands the blessing. The blessing does not just come upon Aaron. It come, comes upon his beard. It comes upon his entire body. It comes an, upon his entire system. So the blessing of God is never sequestered to one generation. When God blesses, he blesses generationally, transgenerationally. He blesses, is the God, not of Abraham, but the God of Abraham, Isaac, talk to me somebody. And even Jacob. Why did I say even? You know, because the guy just coins, coins parts of his walk with God. Number three, miracles are temporary, are oftentimes a temporary fix, but blessings are oftentimes a permanent solution. Now, let me quickly run through 10 major differences between miracles and blessings that establish, as you will, the superiority of blessings. By blessings, I'm talking about also the wisdom of God, the principles of God, 
the the heart of God, the genetic uh, composition of how God moves things. So number one is that miracles are oftentimes short-lived and temporary, but blessings are long-lasting. Yeah? Or principles. Let me use principles for this so you get a better interchangeably in this context. Number two, miracles are restricted in application. Restricted in application. Principles are generic in application. Miracles are restricted in application. So look at this. Turning water to wine. Jesus did that, didn't he? It's good to see you, sir. Turning water to wine. How many times did Jesus do that miracle? At least recorded. It may have been more than once, but recorded once. Was there a time Jesus was hungry or not? Did Jesus multiply loaves and bread? Loaves of, loaves of, loaves and fish. Loaves of bread and fish. Did he multiply? When he was hungry, why didn't he multiply it? Talk to me, guys. Not every time miracle. Sometimes walk. Now, let me stretch it for you a little bit. If he had, because you know, the devil came to him and said, Jesus, if you are the son of God, turn the stones to bread. Now, we know he was sitting by Jacob's well. And at Jacob's well, Victor, you know, Jacob's well was not made with conquering a.k.a. concrete, was made of what? Stones or rock. So Jesus could have turned the stone to bread. Right? But a couple of issues with that. Number one, the water in the well would have soaked up the bread. Follow me. I know that's comical, but think about it. But if it didn't turn the stone of the well to bread, and it turned other stones to bread, it means that he would have eaten sharp, sharp, if he had eaten quickly, he would never have met the Samaritan woman or engaged her. Sometimes God does not exercise the miraculous because there is somebody you need to meet in that season of vulnerability and pain because that person's assignment is superior to your gratification. Why didn't they do miracles? Why? Are we getting this? So, he does not. How many times does he walk on water? How many times? How many things, all things that we're told about? Why was he not doing that all the time? Because that would be a violation of the pattern of God. Number three. Or number, yeah, number three. Number three, miracles are spectacular but not always sustainable. Spectacular. Boom. Boom. Everybody's excited. Miracle. Miracle service. Boom. Millions of people. Why is it not always sustainable? Because sometimes after people have received those miracles, they go back to the same broken systems that brought them to to the place where they needed the miracles in the first place. So this person got healed of blind eyes out of and many of you, the Lord will use our ministries to release miracles in the earth. That amen requires breakfast. 
But beyond that, we're going to build systems that prevent blindness. Because sometimes it is that dirty water people are drinking. And a deficiency in the system. Cancer, the smoke that is coming out of different people's neighbors. And there's something lost me ring to my heart recently about the spirit of the waster. The spirit of the waster has gone across this land, but it will not waste you. It will not waste your resources. It will not waste your destiny, your potential, your assignment. I come against them. The spirit of the waster that holds people down and ties them and restricts them. It will not rest upon your lot in the name of Jesus Christ. You are separated from every demonic influence that drains and depletes and robs and oppresses and harasses in the name of Jesus Christ. One day I'll talk about it. Please write this down. I need to teach this at some point. And know how to remove yourself from that spirit. Because that spirit does not... It doesn't look at Uche's eyes. Whatever that means. Oh, this is Uche. <laughs> what it means is that it happens upon a people. And if you, you're not spiritually intelligent, you will gawk it. Let me give you an example of spirit of waster. When you have a system where people are constantly in traffic for hours a day, the waster is at work. Because four years ago, the spirit of God opened my eyes and saw, allowed me to see how many man hours were being wasted. So he told me that in a week, Nigeria is losing years of productivity. How does it happen? If you have one to two million people in Lagos in traffic, Four hours a day, two hours going to work, two hours coming back. That's four times two million. That's eight million hours wasted. Divide that by 24 hours. Those are years. It says the years that the locusts and caterpillars have consumed. When locusts and caterpillars come, they come upon the land. They don't care who the owner of the farm is except there is superior intelligence to counterattack that waster. I proclaim concerning you, wherever the ministry, the assignment of the waster has come upon your finances, when you start fixing the same car with the same issue over and over, that's the waster at work. I break that foul spirit in the name of Jesus. We'll deal with that spirit at some point. Maybe one of those Wednesdays remind me. Number four, miracles can't be easily, okay, uh, so spectacular but not sustainable, but pr principles may not be spectacular, but they are sustainable and transferable. One of the major problems with the African business landscape is that there are very few organically grown business that have become big. So when you invite certain accomplished people in business to do business presentations and seminars, what they are saying does not match the reality on ground. Because they got a big lump sum, payout or loot, government money that is being hid and called business capital, seed capital. Oh, guys in the banking industry, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I do some trainings for banks, so I know. <laughs> <laughs> When some people hit their target, it's the target that has hit them. I don't want to go deeper. You get what I'm saying? 
So when the af- average African, be- so I think it was B and I was speaking yesterday, when Africa, average African business person comes and is giving you business tips, it's not replicable because it got an outrageous tax holiday, eternal tax holiday from government, concessions, custom duties, excise duties, waivers, free land, you to raise 250,000 for your kiosk shop. You have received insult from family members. It's so sustainable. But there is going to be an emergence of a generation that will break the ground. Some of you, the Lord will use your stubbornness in the right direction. Stop wasting your stubbornness. Stubbornness is determination seeking divine direction. Maybe using stubbornness to argue, argue on Twitter. No commercial value. You're wasting your life by wasting your data. Use that. You get what I'm saying? Use that stubbornness to go and do battle in the spaces that matter. First, in the realm of the spirits, wear out the devil. Every demon has a wear out point. May the Lord increase your prayer capacity that demons will be like, ha, ah, I, I won't faint. Local demon cannot can. I gotta got run. <laughs> so number four, <laughs> number four. Uh, so miracles cannot be easily, rather, yeah, miracles cannot be easily replicated without duplicity. In other words, without being fake, without being phony. Principles can be replicated with teaching and guidance. Teaching and guidance. Number five. Miracles are oftentimes dependent on specific scenarios and circumstances. So, for example, in the multiplication of five loaves of bread and two fish, what happened? Jesus had, been, Jesus had been teaching all day, all day, all day. People were hungry. Jesus says, what do you have? And then they go, this is what we have. They said, you know, one of them says, send them away. Let them go and buy food for themselves. Jesus is like, ah, which kind of pastor will I be? These people have been at immersion. They have not eaten. <laughs> they didn't go on break. <laughs> so, anyway, one of the disciples came, even if we had 200 denarii of loaves, it won't be enough. So that's a, a context, Right? Jesus didn't do that same thing at the wedding feast. Like, okay, you pour one wine. I'll even give you bread on top of it. Find one loaf. No. It's specific. So, if you're trying to replicate the miracles of multiplication of bread and fish, there has to be a context that warrants that manifestation. You get in there? That's why when somebody shares a testimony, can you look beyond the euphoria and find the principles? I don't know how it's happened though. Oh, you didn't tell us you fasted three days. And God spoke to you whilst you were fasting and said, Don't go out today, create the proposal. Or give this person the 30,000 now that you had raised as part of the 100,000 now you're looking for. But like, God did it. Can you walk us through? And some people, it wasn't God that did it at all, it was their body that did it. 
They are not here. They are not here. They didn't do it. I've never done it. I never did. All right. Number seven. Number six. Okay, so miracles are dependent on scenarios, circumstances. Principles are generally universal. Number six. Miracles and unhealthy. Let me qualify. An unhealthy presentation or desire for miracles can breed entitlement. It can breed entitlement. I believe that after Jesus turned water to wine, I believe, we're not told, but I believe, that he started receiving plenty of invitations to weddings. That guy will change it for you. Just buy water. It's a real, it will change it for you. But when you're bad, go. I want to leave. I want to leave. See that? Because everybody wants it. For some people, you have engaged the services of Jesus Wine Business International. Jehovah that changes it. Jehovah El Changer. Entitlement. So beginning of the year, God gave you big financial miracle. One million. Boom. You're like, ah, ah. It's just January it's the 16th. So you stay watching out for every 16th of the month. Don't worry. Don't worry. Two more days. February 16th. Nothing. March 16th. Nothing. April 16th. <laughs> God, how far? <laughs> Entitlement. What you didn't realize is that God wanted you to use that one million to build systems that will produce one million for the rest of your life. But you didn't understand that. You took that one million, then you took a loan of one million and bought a car. Let me not talk too much. You already got it. Number seven. Okay, sorry. Principles provide empowerment. I empower you when I go by principles. They provide empowerment. Empowerment. And I'm going to look at the, the text rules. It means that the rest of the teaching, I'll teach in the second service and I'll bridge it into something else. Number seven. Miracles can, can breed an unhealthy quest for miracles, can breed resentment. How does it happen? Ah, this person got a miracle. They don't get a miracle. God, how far? Resentment. You start resenting people, resenting God, resenting church. Resent, because in your mind, nothing is happening in my life. Everybody's testifying. Even though some people who are testifying are testifying. embellishing making it sound sweeter say God is good you don't have to be his PR manager let, let me manage God's reputation so people will believe that is good God does not need an insurance package <laughs> I want to brand God 
even if your name is Brandy, you can't brand God. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Number eight, miracles and but but principles can secure commitment because principles have a process. It's a process. Number eight, miracles and an unhealthy aspiration for miracles can breed laziness. And one of the anthems, I'm not saying this song is bad, this song is not bad, it's actually a good song and I think that uh, when I say it's a good song, it's not a perfect song, it has holes that you can poke into it. What I mean is, I believe the person who wrote the song had very good intentions for the song. But it can breed something else and people that don't get it. One day, one day, one day you go better, you go better, you go better. So you, so you see that, so you see that now, that song doesn't take responsibility for improvement. Is waiting for a day to do for the singer what the singer might be able to do for himself. I'm not waiting for a day to be better. I'm getting better each day. Oh, I wish I could preach to somebody right now. I said, I'm not waiting for a day to be better. I'm getting better each day. My Bible still says the path of the just is like a shining light that shines brighter and brighter unto the perfect day. Guess what it said? The path of the just. So for me to experience the brightness of the path, I need to walk. It's my walking that moves me into increasing brightness in the path that is increasingly bright. Do you get what I'm saying? No matter how smooth the road is, it will not drive your car for you. Some of y'all miss that. Some of you miss that. No matter how. See, God can cause the mountains to melt and the Red Seas to part, but you've got to lift your legs and move. Look at somebody and say, stop waiting for a day to get better. Stop waiting for the government to get better. Stop waiting for Nigeria to get better. Stop waiting for this to get better, that to get better. Your hopes and dreams to get better. Come on, somebody, look at somebody. High five that person and say, you get better. You get better. Seek the face of God. Get better. And let him go and letting God get better at prayer and fasting get better at giving get better some of you need to get better at responding to the word get better get better stop staying there and feeling disempowered and looking like life has been broken down you've got to tell yourself I'm standing out of here and moving away from this place and moving to another place another realm another miracle I'm going higher somebody high five your neighbor and tell your neighbor get better get better get better get better don't wait for the system the system has been waiting for you you were born for such a time as this nigeria has problems but you have solutions i'm done teaching i want to preach oh yeah 
I still have a lot to teach, but I'll carry that over to the second service. So better than miracles, part three. And we're going to look at a paralyzed man because many people feel paralyzed. We feel disempowered. We feel weak. But God is sending strength out of Zion. I wanted to shout louder. Dami Lola Victor You are getting better. getting better I'm getting better I'm not just going to wait for miracles to happen I am a miracle my generation is waiting for Isaiah 8 and 18 he says I please take me back to Psalm 78 he says I and the children the Lord have given me we are for talk to me somebody we are for signs and wonders in other words who are the children my fruit after God blessed them he said be fruitful because the proof of the blessing is not the gift you receive but the fruit you bear so you can have miracles and not be blessed oh my God but when you have fruit it is a sign is it working is working is it working is it working when you begin to bear fruit he said that I bring forth fruit the fruits represent the first manifestation of the blessing of God because if something can survive the attack against it and not only survive the attack against it it produces another of its kind then that thing is carrying a blessing on it some of you the devil has tried to kill your business it refused to die the blessing is on it he tried to break up your marriage it refused to break the blessing is on it try to drown your child and the tub of water but you got into the bathroom at the nick of time the blessing is on him they try to seal you out of the property but every time they can seal you out the who am i preaching to the sunday morning the blessing is on you somebody high five yourself and say the blessing is on me i'm not a miracle monger i'm not a miracle seeker i am a walking talking expression of divine intelligence and miracles follow me the bible says goodness and mercy shall follow me Jade and LT please come he says goodness and mercy shall follow me what does the Bible say it says these signs shall follow them that what believe what is the believing in I'm believing God that the principles he's released to me will work that the instructions has given me will work that the strategies will come to pass now as long as there is faith there will be miracles I don't need to try to galvanize re-engineer motivate the angels if I'm walking in faith I'm already walking in the miraculous and goodness and mercy they have no choice but to follow me I'm not walking in my own way. I'm following the will of God. I'm following the instruction of God. I'm following the principles of God. And as long as I'm walking, when I move to Victoria Island, I have the victory. When I go to Ajegule, I still have the victory. When I'm at Oshodi, I still have the victory. When I'm at Ikeja or Aja or Lokoja or any in the name of Jesus Christ, when I move into any place because I'm carrying the blessing. Miracles may be geographically bound but blessings are universal. That's why he said, he blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply.
multiply. He said, replenish what? The earth. So the person with a miracle may not have the license to walk it beyond the point. Jesus said, I am not sent in this season, but to the Lordship of Israel. So my ministry in the miraculous is relocated or located to a specific people for now. But blessings are for everyone, everywhere, every place. Are you understanding what I'm saying? When it bless them, it's a replenish the earth. If God sends you to Abuja, he will bless you there. If God sends you to Satellite Town, he will turn your Satellite Town into a city. If God sends you my Endosa, high five somebody and tell them I'm blessed. Go to seven people, tell them I'm blessed. It's better than a miracle. It's better than a miracle. It's better. It's better. It's better. I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm blessed. Psalm 78. Keep going, keep going. He says, we will not hide them from their children. Telling to the generation to come the praises of the Lord. Telling to the generations to come the praises of the Lord. Well, the Bible says in Psalm Isaiah 43 and 21, he says, this people I have formed for my praise and they will declare for myself and they will declare my praise. Well, here he says that we will not hide them from their children telling to the generation to come the praises of the Lord well let me tell you in this text he's talking about the miracles that they will have to announce to people well what I want to apply to apply that to in this service is this for many of you your name and your life will be the miracle they will tell other people the same way yes I love the shout you do it louder The same way we read the letters of Paul and we call it a message, a sermon. God will use your WhatsApp updates to heal people. God will use your tweets to heal people. God will use, oh you don't hear what I'm saying. I wrote something last week that has traveled to so many places and people are sharing the PDF here, there and everywhere. Well let me tell you, the natural of the supernatural man is supernatural. You didn't hear what I just said. I feel a preach on my mind, on my spirit right now. I said the natural of a supernatural man is supernatural. So something you do naturally will produce supernatural results. David played the harp naturally, but he, it was disturbing demons. His playing on the harp was deliverance from Saul. What others have to use gymnastics and calisthenics and acrobatics to do? You you will speak a word, you will write a letter, you will sing a song, you will start a business, you will do a move and because the blessing is on you, the blessing will begin to propel it and push it and advance it and call the attention of this person and that person. You better receive it. When I released miracles last week by the Spirit of God, I received it. Well, let me tell you, on Monday, Monday or Tuesday, I got a financial miracle. I'm praying this 
name of Jesus, everybody at a desperate junction, everybody who's held up in a tight corner, everybody who is who's frustrated, everybody who has had it, may the miraculous break loose for you. May the excess of God locate you. May the supernatural locate you. May the divine locate you. Right now in the name of Jesus Christ, the Bible says you will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk into it. In other words, teaching will guide you into the miraculous. May the teaching ministry of the Holy Ghost be stronger than ever in your life this week. He will pick out the nuggets in this message that you need to apply. He will pick out the instructions in this meeting that you need to flesh out and develop and he will walk into it in the name of Jesus. I proclaim you blessed. In the name of Jesus Christ, the miraculous, the miraculous, the miraculous, the miraculous, and better than miracles, better than miracles, better than miracles. He said they will declare the praises of the Lord and his strength and his wonderful works. Can you pray in one minute? under your breath or not in, under your breath rather on top of your breath over your breath from the depths of your belly oh no release the spirit of faith come on fresh faith fresh faith is rising fresh faith is rising It's rising. It's rising. It's rising. It's rising. Thirty more seconds. God's glory is in the house. In Jesus' name we have prayed. I want us to activate the blessing of work. Work is not man's idea, work is God's idea. I just want to show you something now. I'll teach it better in second service or more in second service. It says, We'll not hide them from the children telling to the generations of countries of the Lord and he's what? And he's no, and he's how is strength displayed? Through work. Through work. That's how strength. So your job is an opportunity for God to show his strength. So when everybody says I'm tired of this boss, he will say I can handle it. Do you know Daniel was working for a maniac? Those guys in the Bible, Pharaoh, all those guys, give me their names. Ahasuerus, Nebuchadnezzar, they were mad people, oh, mad. When I say mad, as in psychologically, if you assess them right now, because they thought they were gods. So they had the superior, idealist, supremacist mentality. Many of them were bisexual. Some of them even went bestial. They were not okay people. But in the middle of all of that, the wisdom of God and the strength of God, some of you need that strength right now. But before we pray, look at this. He said, and his wonderful works that he has not just thought about. 
he did it and he was work now God doesn't tire but he releases energy now uh, let me leave you for a second service but this is the deal a miracle is a work that God does for you but when you engage principles is work that God does with you so when you carry out principles, you are working with God. You're working with God. You are participating in the pleasure of divine partnership. So the way you run your business is God. How are we going to sort out this matter? You understand that? Is somebody getting liberated? And this is the reason as long you're on, as you're on earth, so you fulfill your quota of your assignment, there will be work to do. But then you need the wisdom of God. I'll talk, I'll talk about that in a second. So you need the wisdom of God because principles are wisdom in capsules. When you go to the doctor and the doctor wants to administer medication, does he pour the solution in your face? What does it say to you? Take three tablets twice daily. Take one tablet. For some of you, your tablet days are over. But you didn't hear that. The only tablet you will have is your Samsung or iPad or Geodi or whatever tablet you use. Some of you here, you're gonna make, you're gonna create technology in this generation. The Lord is, is giving somebody intelligence for security systems. There is somebody, the Lord is gonna give you a breakthrough in security systems. There's an idea, a concept, invention, you know, something, a system. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Somebody say principles are wisdom in capsules. And they are principles like sowing and reaping. Principles like work. Principles like delayed gratification. His wisdom, God's wisdom in portable form. You understand what I'm saying? When you have the principles, you can replicate miracles. Final prayer point. Lord, let your strength and wonderful works be displayed in my work. Let me not just think those things that you have spoken to me. Let me do them. That's what it means to be like God. To think the thoughts of God, to have the mind of God, and to do the works of God. Come on, let's pray in one minute. Stir it up, come on. Lord, in the name of Jesus. Strength. Somebody needs strength on the job. Somebody needs strength in that assignment. Somebody, you've been taking on the bills of an infirmed, handicapped person. Somebody who cannot help themselves and you're tired. But there is strength this morning. Before I make some declarations, is it okay for you to find the neighbor and just agree with that neighbor? Pray from your heart. Intercede for your sister. Intercede for your brother.
everywhere father we thank you you have spoken to us and we have heard you our ears are attentive our spirits are responsive Christ is poured forth we speak strength to every heart for that person who wept in the course of this week and said God I am tired in this moment let there be a surge of strength an overwhelming manifestation of divine enablement Waves of glory, waves of supernatural encouragement. Lord, I pray for 17 miracles of encouragement this week. We will document them, we will see them, we expect them. Somebody will say, I don't know why I've been thinking about you. Send me your account number. Show up in my office. How far with that project you spoke about? Can we do this together? I lift the weights, I lift the weights, I lift the weights of your shoulder by prophetic help. Oh, seek I remove the burdens, I remove the boulders. The oil of God flows in your heart, flows in your home, flows in your space. Hey! Angels are on assignment. Are they not ministering spirits unto them who are the heirs of salvation? Angels are on assignment. Let them flow from the north to the east and the west. We provoke activations in the heavenlies. Inheritance be allocated, be released, be poured forth in the name of Jesus. We give you praise, God. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Somebody give God praise this morning. Hey! Hallelujah. A generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 908 123 4566 
One more thing. Someone you know needs this. Kindly share this how.